0: Hello, 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 and cha cha cha. Hi, friends, this is Alex Townsend, and this is once again the Aspie Files coming to you from our studios of Casa de Townsend, high above southwest Florida. And today we have a very special guest. She hasn't been on the show in a little while, but she's very happy to be with us today. It is my baby, my fiance, my ride or die, Jennifer. Hi, baby. How you doing, baby? Doing
1: fine.
0: How are you? I'm fantastic. It's so good to see your beautiful face. Oh, thank you, Alex. And I say that because you had to work Thursday through Sunday? Yes. Yeah. Um, but... So it's nice to be here. Chow, chow,
1: chow you. All
0: of you. <laughs> yeah, and also because uh, the last episode I recorded, you had to go uh, directly to work, and it was uh, the Miami episode. That's
1: right. That was the Miami
0: episode. Yeah, and I got to say, that was a lot of fun to record. <laughs> uh, actually, it was a week ago. A week ago? Yeah. Um, the episode was recorded a week ago, but we went there, what, a week and a half ago? About a week and a half ago. Yeah, I, I'm still, I still dream about that city, don't you? Yes, I do. It's so beautiful there, isn't it? It sure is. you
1: got to love the skyline. Oh, I do. I
0: hope everybody loves the skyline. The skyline is absolutely
1: beautiful.
0: It's that. It's the warm beaches. It's um the tropical drinks, the mojitos. Mojitos. It's, uh, it's... Coconut. Oh, those were, were those made with coconut? Made with coconut. Oh, they're so good. I actually gave the recipe um, the last episode we did.
1: Oh, you
0: did? Oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be some people that saw the series on Netflix, Love on the Spectrum, and uh, saw the uh, gentleman who could make cocktails. Okay. Hopefully he'll be inspired by that and also from our podcast. Very nice. <laughs> I hope so. But, uh, no, we had a fabulous time in Miami, and it was for Jennifer's uh, birthday. And... I got, what a beautiful birthday it was. It was so wonderful. We had mojitos, we had French champagne, we had Chinese food. We had Chinese food. Yeah, oh my god. It was my first time having it, and um, we're going to segue into the, um, the food, and that's going to be our main uh, subject of today, but um, since we're all here today, uh, I want to, first off, as I always do in every episode, we want to start by saying, how are you, and are you being safe? And we hope that you're wearing your mask when you're out in public. We hope you're washing your hands. And we hope that uh, more than anything you're connecting with friends and family and um, being kind to one another. I talked about that a lot in the last episode. And uh, particularly about um, toxic forces that you don't need to let into your life. You know, um, unfortunately there's a... There's a couple of those that you got to put up with uh, in any in any career. You got to put up with a couple of those folks, but um, luckily, um, I talked to our pastor about that uh, over the weekend. I talked to Reverend Shell about that because she uh, mentioned in her sermon. Um, for those that don't know, Jennifer and I belong to a church called the Center for Spiritual Living, which is in Southwest Florida, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, uh, beautiful church, isn't it? Matter of fact, the first time I went there, I I heard you sing. That's right. That was a long time ago. That was about six years ago. But correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, isn't the organist still with them? She sure is. She plays that piano like a boss, doesn't she? she sure sure <laughs> <is>. <laughs> What's her name? Her name is Barbara. Barbara, thank you very much, Barbara. Yeah. And um, I have a feeling she's gonna ask us when we're getting married next time we see her. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I uh, Reverend Shell's sermon was about forgiveness, and we talked a lot about that, and some of the emotions I was feeling last weekend, and, um, it was a great conversation. It really, really, really helped me out a lot, you know? It was a wonderful The whole sermon was great. It really was. Um, if you, um, are tempted to see it, if you, li- um, if you don't live in Florida, you can go on YouTube and look it up. I highly recommend it. She is, um... She's one of the best people in the Center for Spiritual Living of Cape Coral, Florida. If you haven't heard her sermons, I highly recommend And the music is great, too. The music is wonderful. Especially our friend John, who I, I've always said when he sings, Jennifer, he sings, it's almost like Jack. Like well, yeah, it's like Jackie Wilson meets, um, I don't know, maybe um, Freddie Jackson. I don't know. Those are the first two singers that come to mind when I hear him sing. He really does, absolutely. Um, we're contemplating having him sing at the wedding if we have a if uh, him sing at the wedding. I wonder what song we'll get him to sing. Because <laughs> the man can sing practically anything. Like, that's how good he is. But, um, yeah, so, um... And we hope that you're also, along with being kind to one another, we hope that you're um, um, finding some spiritual peace as well, however you do it, whatever faith you practice, or even if you're an atheist or agnostic, hopefully um, you're practicing kindness and you're practicing good habits to stay healthy and safe during this very, very crazy time that we're living in. Because it is it is crazy and challenging and trying, we're all just trying to figure out how to but um, the best part about this week so far was, uh, for my money, it was uh, Tuesday. Because Jennifer and I exercised a very important uh, part of life that we hope all of you will do. And that's vote. You've got to vote, ladies and gentlemen. It's very, very, it's very important. And um, it took us forever to find the right polling place to go to, but we at least did, thankfully. And um, do you remember, Jennifer, we were driving through the neighborhood and every single poster we saw said Biden Harris, Biden Harris, Biden Harris? To me, that was a sign we had come to the right place. To (laughs) me, it was, I'll tell you that. Um, The reason I'm saying this is because, you know, if you're someone in this country that is disillusioned by the direction we have gone the last four years, And if you're someone who is disturbed by how divided we are and the anger and the hatred that is in the air, then use your voice. Make a change. Vote for hope. Vote for light, Vote for optimism. That's what I would encourage everyone to do. And also, know the amendments. Know who's on the ballot. I actually... I did this knowing I wouldn't get in trouble for it or they wouldn't take my phone away. When I went into the voting booth, I actually had my phone with me and I actually was Googling some of the candidates. You were? Well, yeah, because I knew... Here's the thing. I knew, like, on some of the lines that said Republican, Democrat, I knew I was going to vote the straight Democrat because I am a registered Democrat. I have been since, like, registered... uh, 14 years ago? Hard to believe 14 years ago. And then there was a brief period, maybe a year or two, I was an independent, and then I switched back to um registered Democrat in 2012. Um, but I voted okay on the lines that and on the lines that said Republican Democrat, I voted on the straight Demo- straight democrat ticket, and also because I knew those candidates and I really believe in them and I believe in their vision. Um but on some of the candidates that ran uh, with no party affiliation for local chapters like you know I'm trying to remember some of the positions are just, blanking on me off off the top of my head, um, I had to Google their names, luckily their names popped up immediately, and luckily there was this website, I'm blanking on the name of it, um, where I was able to read, um, about what the candidates believe in, and they asked, I think it was was some kind of nonpartisan. um, website that asked the candidates very serious questions now some of them refused to answer them and that was a that was a no-go for me my view is if you don't answer the questions I'm against you you, you have to tell because you have to tell us the people what you're for and what you're against that way we can make a critical decision very very important if you don't answer if you don't answer the questions I'm against you it's very very it's very very vital to me and the amendments I knew uh, enough about, because my friend Jeff, Jeff, uh, my friend Jeff, um, did a story on this for ABC7, and, um, it really helped me put all the pieces together on the last part of of the ballot, and I'm glad I did, so thank you for that, Jeff, I really appreciate that, um, but, um, so we did that, and then we voted, and we listened to Billy Joel on the way, uh, to the polling place on On The Way Home, do you remember that? That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And um, it was mostly Billy Joel from the '80s and '90s. So we listened to uh, "Innocent Man." Yeah, this is the time. Yeah, and uh, we listened to his duet with uh, Ray Charles, "Baby Grand." Remember? Do you remember that song? Yeah, I love that song. You know, and Billy Joel once said he thought that um, Ray Charles was more important to our world than Elvis Presley was. but I know why he said that. Why did he say that? Because Billy plays the piano. Because he plays the piano? Just like, just like Ray does. That's funny. And, but it, it makes sense if you think about it. And also, their influences were very diverse as well. Like Billy grew up on classical music because his father was a, was a classical pianist. Really? Yeah. Yeah, his father was from Germany. In fact, the only time Billy got in trouble with his dad was for trying to play a rock version of a, of a classical piece right. Billy got in big trouble for that yeah he, he got a spanking he got in trouble for that Then <laughs> he have
1: to go to the principal's
0: office <laughs> well his father was the prin- his father was the principal oh. in that house okay. U- until, he and his, until he and Billy's mom got divorced
1: oh,
0: yeah his father didn't like mm-hmm. living in America It's a shame, but his father never liked this place. He really, really missed Germany. But he and his Billy and his father and his um, his younger brother they actually reconnected years later. I guess that's not that. I guess that's not so bad. But you know, um, Billy's father was also um, he and his parents, Billy's father and Billy's grandparents escaped the Holocaust. So I'm sure like Just the memories Of just Germany He's like I don't want to go back to it So I can understand that Keep it light. Yeah, yeah I Keep it light. But um Oh you know oh, Okay Um Jennifer wants me to get back To talking about Billy Joel So I will Um Yeah so we listened to Um Baby Grand And we listened to Um Matter of Trust Remember that? Yeah The one Two One Two Three Four Ow that song. That's a good song. Um, So As I Go to Extremes, we didn't start the fire, um Leningrad, which I had chilled, like my hair stood up the first time I heard that song. Cause it's such an it's such a powerful song. I don't think the Billy Joel of 1977 and 78 could have written that song. I just think it would have been impossible because. Not to say that Billy wasn't a great songwriter then because he was you know always a genius to me his music has always been the soundtrack of my life whether it's Piano Man whether it's Captain Jack whether it's Miami 2017 single lights go out on Broadway um, Summer Highland Falls just the way you are she's always a woman which I love I love and always makes me think of Jennifer <laughs> Of oh, course, baby I love you that's very nice and I like that song too it's my life it's still rock and roll to me I love it's my life that's- It really is He still plays it live You know When he played it at Shea He opened He opened the song By playing the melody To Yankee Doodle (laughs) Go figure that one right Um, But I guess the reason I played Billy Joel Was because His music has sort of Been the soundtrack To America And to The challenges And triumphs That we all face Um, And you know that was part of the reason I played And also, the same day, I heard a new song from Cher. It's a song called, um, Happiness is a Thing Called Joe. And I remember, you went to bed early that night. I, so. I know, I remember, because we had, um, when we got home, we had, a uh, lunch together. Yes. Did we play poker or not? I think we played a little poker. We played a little poker, um, and we watched, did we watch the music video channel, MTV Classic? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think we did that the... Yeah, I think i have trying to remember if we did. Probably, maybe, maybe yeah, I'm trying to remember. It was, it's such a blur because it went so fast, and then Wednesday I had to go back to work. So, but I heard. So I remember you went to you went to bed early, and I'm listening to music as I'm folding laundry, or no putting laundry. I'm sorry, putting laundry in the washer and putting it taking it into the dryer because it ready to go to the dryer. I fold it the next day, but. <laughs> um, And I was looking up, like, Cher. I typed in her name in the search engine on Amazon Music. Right. And the first thing that popped up was a new song, Happiness is a Thing Called Joe. Oh. And it turns out the song was once he was a... um, The song was an updated version of a song that was sung by Ethel Waters in a musical called Cabin in the Sky in 1943. I know, ain't it? Ain't that crazy? But um, I can safely say I heard Cher singing, and when she took it on, it just sounded wonderful. It really did. I was very, very. Oh, Peggy, Peggy Lee recorded that song too, and so did Judy, so did Judy Garland. You know, but what Cher did with it that was really great. is She just updated it totally. You know, and um. She was talking about the state of our country and our nation and how we're feeling. And, you know, she's saying, you know, right now our country's gloomy. Fear is in the air. But when Joe's president, hope is everywhere. Troubles fly away and life is easy flow. Is easy flow. Joe will keep us safe. That's all we need to know. Seems like happiness is just a thing called Joe. Um, oh my gosh, those lyrics are just beautiful. But, um, you know, and... I have to say, I've been listening to a lot of protest songs like that, or socially, social songs are, that call for social awareness lately. So I listened to that song. I listened to a song yesterday, I think you heard me singing it, called To Washington by John Mellencamp. He wrote that in 2003 in the wake of the Iraq War. And he wrote it, um... A lot of you don't know this, but John Mellencamp is, anti-war, is very anti-war. And... He wrote that song for a wonderful folk album called uh Trouble No More. And he was doing mostly um um cover tunes of like folk songs and classic songs that he really liked and wanted to um bring to light. And he did um songs like Stones in My Pathway uh to Washington, uh Teardrops and Fall. it's a great song. Oh my god, that's such a such a good song. Um, But um, he actually performed um, to Washington. He performed it at Farm Aid the year that it came out. And he actually got booed off the stage. He did. Well, they booed him, and he was still singing. He did. That's not cool. No, and I like what... I liked. You know what? The way he um, approached it, I really liked. Here's what what his, his response to the audience was. He said, wait a minute. This isn't my third album, and I don't care what you say. And also, he said before he started singing with the band, he said, you know, um, imagine what we would do with that money if we didn't go to war. We could improve education, improve health care, fix the farm problem, which he and Willie and Nelson and Neil Young have been a part of since, you know, Farm Aid started. He said, this is our country and we have a duty to take it back. Now, sometimes that phrase, take our country back, is misconstrued. I know what it means when people like Mel are saying that. It's basically saying it, giving it back to people who helped built it, and that really care about it, and are, not, and are not driven by hatred, you know, and, but no, no, there's just a lot of good songs on, that. that's a, that's a really good album that I'll recommend if you haven't heard it yet, um, it's Trouble No More, um, there's a lot of good songs, The Chair Drops Will Fall, Stone's In My Pathway, um... Joliet B- Bound is a good one. Lafayette, um, End of the World. But Two Washington's really good. I mean, you know. There's a lot of really, really good songs on there. Um, I'm sure DJ's got a copy of it somewhere, so... DJ, you know what I want for Christmas now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I want, man. Um, more CDs. More, I do like CDs, yes. I do like them. We res- I The same day, by the way, the same day that we voted... I remember you had a you had a a meeting with um your current employer. Yeah. And I went to fix the CD the CD stand that um Richard gave us. All right. Je- Jennifer's uh, father-in-law gave us a, a CD stand. And I remember um I just took the pieces of wood and just tossed them it was like I'm not no I can stack these I got no problem with that and it's standing it ain't falling you know but uh, and then we have another CD stand in there and I'll probably get us another one in time but you know I like collecting what can I tell you yes. um. I will say this, though. Sometimes it's hard to find them in the wake of COVID. Especially new CDs. They're, they become harder and harder to find. I don't know why, but they do. But, you know, um... I promised and I'd only put a couple of CDs on my Christmas list. Just a couple. And I'll make sure I pick wisely, babe. <laughs> um... But, yeah, so that was our, um... Monday and Tuesday. Oh, and also Sunday night, um... I was watching, um the return of both Card Sharks and uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Um, If anyone has listened to the podcast, uh, um, if you're a first-time listener, you you probably don't know this, but if you've listened before, you probably know that one of my obsessions is uh, game shows. And I love, love um, this new reboot of game shows that we're living under with ABC, particularly ABC rebooting game shows like Card Sharks and... $100,000 pyramid match game and they just recently rebooted um, Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Jones which is really good but I've particularly been a fan of both Card Sharks and uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and um this season with Card Sharks they have no studio audience they have just the contestants and they bring a couple of friends with them but the great thing is they have still been giving away a pile a pile of money baby and the cool thing is, um, I watched it last night before I came to bed. I wanted to watch it. Sometimes I watch these twice because they're really good. But I watched it last night too, and I watched it Sunday night. Um, they had a contestant on there who said, Oh, if I win a lot of money, I'm going to on- open a restaurant uh, in honor of my dad because I used to work in a, re- in a restaurant with him, and I want to open up my own. I want to start my own small business. Open up your you first- no, 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 this, this guy that was on Cartier Shark's did. It's okay. Um, I actually did run a... But I did, actually did operate a small business out of a flea market with my dad. When I, I don't I, did I ever tell you about this when I was 17? No. When I was 17, it was a very good year. <laughs> a little Sinatra for you guys. Um, you no, know, when I was 17, my dad and I ran a, a little shop at a flea market. And we'd run it on the weekends, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we would sell um, watches and uh, glow sticks and tiny cameras. And... Um, Small appliances. The sunglasses were a big uh, get, though. They were very popular. Even to people who barely spoke English, they'd see the sunglasses and they'd get very excited, and they look at me and be like, "How much?" "Uh, three dollars, two for five, sir." <laughs> so Dad, Dad, let me, Dad, let me handle those customers, <laughs> who were very sweet and were always wanting to look stylish, and I don't blame them. You know, some of them wore cowboy hats. It's kind of cool. So, you know. <laughs> um. But no, so I saw Card Sharks and um, there's this gentleman who was on there and he wound up winning almost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the money cards. Right. He bet those cards perfectly. He changed the one card, he only got one change on the on the card on the um on the cards. Um and for people I mentioned card sharks on, on our game show episode and I wanna remind people um, how you play. So you play card sharks, um, two contestants are using a deck of 52 playing cards and they're predicting whether the first card they see, they'll see the first card, they can keep it or change it, and they have to predict whether the next card's going to be higher or lower. And uh, they recently just put out a board game version of it. Oh, was that right? Yes, a friend of mine in my Asperger's community who's also a game show fanatic, he sent it to me. He didn't send me the game, but he sent me a link to it. He did? Yeah, I was like, dude, what'd you get? Did you buy this? (laughs) I asked Michael if he bought it and he said I, I think I'm pretty sure he did but um yeah so I might put that on the list I don't know cuz we got uh, the board game heads up for my birthday which is really good.
1: Yeah,
0: that was a, You had a fun birthday. I you did I did that that was too. Yeah, there was um we went on a shopping spree. Yeah. I got we got the board game mm-hmm. and an Elton John book which I'm still working on. I'm probably going to bring with me to work today. Right. Cuz I like Elton John. Yeah. so yeah so Jennifer got Miami for 48 and I'm getting it for 33 so yeah that's not bad don't you think baby not bad at all. it's pretty awesome that also is a blessed city and by probably by Mer- and definitely by Mercer's will save enough money that we can um, yeah. actually travel there yeah, yeah. Um, but no um, my birthday was a lot of fun for people who didn't know um, we woke up we slept in woke up we saw this PBS special that we saw the night before for Garth Brooks he got, the, uh, Gershwin Prize. he got the Gershwin Prize, and that is that is an award that goes to people who have made uh, wonderful contributions to American music. That's amazing. And the uh, previous recipients have been uh, Paul McCartney um, and uh, Billy Joel and Willie Nelson. Mm. The uh, Billy Joel one was my favorite though. And Garth, Billy, yeah. Um, you know, John uh, John Mellencamp came out and he actually attempted to do. Um, Billy's, uh, song Allentown. There you go. In the closing all the vendors <laughs> That's a good song. When he, when John, when John did it, he actually did it in the style of folk. He really stripped it down. And it's actually, Garth actually did Allentown for Billy Joel when Billy was inducted into the Kennedy Center. Right. Um, Billy's, tri- yeah, Billy's tribute there was really sweet. So, um, you know, no, I, I've mentioned Billy a lot in this podcast because his music has just been so important to me as a little kid his music was important because I used to hear his music in the car with my dad preferably um, Uptown Girl and um, Big Shot and um, uh, what other The Longest Time um, um, River of Dreams but his music became even more important to me um, when he did the Shea Stadium concert CBS. And I remember seeing that and just becoming a fan for life. I saw that and went, okay, now I, now I see why I like this guy as a kid. I like him more as an adult. Because I understand the context of his songs. You know, but, um, no, so we, um, we, we saw the Garth the special, which we thought was really good. And then we went on a shopping spree and we bought the Elton John Memoir. And we bought um, Bob Dylan's Greatest Hits. Right. So we listened to Bob a lot during that day when we were driving. We, um, and then we also bought Ellen's Game Heads Up. And which you did pretty good with, I must say. We did. We went swimming. Oh, they did make dinner for us. No, that wasn't the first time. I know what the first time was. Um, it was about a year and a half ago. Yeah, about a year and a half ago. Yeah, um... someone convinced me I was um, I was having I was having a uh, dinner I was having dinner um, with a woman from Jamaica, and she actually asked me um, if I would have steak. And I went, Yeah, sure, I'll try it. It was the first time I had it, so I didn't know how you. Ooh, pardon me, I didn't know how you should eat it. Okay. Yeah, we we were we were not together at the time, but um. Um, she convinced me to try it. I learned a good lesson that day. Don't eat steak rare. Now I didn't know that. I, I I did not know that, ladies and gentlemen. I did not know that, but I know now. So the next time I got it, you don't want it mooing. But I didn't know that, babe. And also, someone, you know, you don't want it mooing, but it's your first time trying something new, and you don't really know that. Right. You don't really know. It. By the way. That segues into today's topic. We spent the first like 25 minutes talking about, you know, different subjects we want to talk about. Um, There's one other that I didn't get to, but we'll save that for the end. Um, And that is when I, I don't think this is the case for every person with Asperger's, but it's the case for a lot of us. Um, There's a lot of people with Asperger's syndrome who are picky eaters. How do I know that? I'm one of them. I was a ticky eater for most of my life. And I I think I know when it started, babe. Yeah. Started, um, when I was seven. So when I was seven years old, I um I got I started getting bussed to um a school that was 45 minutes away. Um and it was a school for uh children who had autism, Down syndrome, and other, um, uh, disorders. It sounds
1: like me. Were
0: you a small bus, too? Uh, not a small bus, but it was a special ed bus. I was on a small bus. Were you really? I had dyslexia. Oh, you dyslexia. Wow. Some of the kids I went to, um, I went to middle, uh, elementary school, middle school, high school with also probably had dyslexia. Yeah. But we my special ed classes, um, but I remember, uh, being seven years old and I remember, um, the first time pizza was put in front of me, yeah. and I flipped out. I didn't like it, and I wouldn't eat it. I was just like, I was just like, just I team this whole. No, I'm not going to eat it. No, I'm not going to eat it because I would, I would smell it, and I would just the 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 idea of it just got me nervous and afraid and just you know, it gave me chills, you know. Not a great feeling, and. I real, but And the weird thing is, like, that was when I was seven, and then you fast-forward to, like, more than 20 years later. Now I love pizza. Good. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, one bad experience for us Aspies can usually um, make it very difficult for us to get over, especially when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my favorite comedians is D.L. Hughley, and I love his stand-up, but his son has Aspergers as well. Oh. And... He said his son's the same way. His son wakes up at the same time, and he also eats the same thing every day. Now, I don't eat the same thing every day, but... You like
1: your cheerios?
0: Well, for breakfast. Well, I mean, which just breakfast, you know? I mean, I have, um... But so, growing up, yeah, I was very much, you know... Lunch almost every day for a long, long time was peanut butter and jelly. I remember one of my teachers, and my job was eight years old when she said this. Uh, she said to me, "You're gonna turn into a peanut butter and jelly sandwich one day." Yeah. yeah. Not a mean person. I, I look. Roseanne is a very sweet lady, and I get along. I got along with her when I was in middle school, but we were in elementary. When I was in elementary school, I don't think she always got me. And also, this was during a period where I had sort of a. I was skeptical of some adults, even if they were my teachers, I mean, if I if I didn't trust you, you had to do a lot to turn, to earn my trust, because I had my family, I had my parents, I had my grandparents, I had my aunts, uncles, and you know, so, um, yeah, so then you put me in a school that, half the day you're in special ed classes, and the other half you're in mainstream classes, it's kind of terrifying, it's a little, um, it can twist your sense of reality, actually. But so, yeah, I mean, I would be around pizza and it would get me nervous. Tuna fish was even worse. Even to this day, I can't stand tuna fish. You know, like if someone were to eat it in front of me, it's like torture. And I remember there were a couple of kids that were kind of bullying me in the third grade who would, you know, eat tuna fish. And just like sing tuna, tuna, tuna. They would just like torture me and eat, eat it right that close to me. And it would just get... Have you did not like tuna fish? Still don't to this day. I still don't. So I didn't like, as a kid, I didn't like tuna fish. I didn't like pizza. You like your now I like shrimp cocktail. Yes, I can tell you, um, I don't know when, I'm trying to remember when that changed. I think it was, um, it had to have been a few years ago when I had it at a comedy club.
1: I'm trying to remember what... I think I
0: was with DJ. Well, I just remember, kids are bullies. It's a
1: horrible word for them. It just happens. They like to bully. And they like
0: to bully. It's small so, behavior. Small behavior. Yeah. But, um... I mean, mind you, we were eight years old.
1: And they get to be adults, or worse.
0: Sometimes. And some of... The, you, you, the thing is, some of them grow up... And you're right. Some of them don't ever grow out of that. They never grow up. And that's horrible, because you wonder who raised you, you know? Yeah. And, um... So I went through a period where I would have, so I went through like a period where I would eat like the same, not, not the same thing, but pretty close to it. It was very difficult for me to try new foods. And you know, um, so when I was a kid, like my favorite foods were peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, French fries, chicken nuggets from Wendy's. I never liked the ones from McDonald's. Like the taste of them was just horrible. They kind of tasted like fish. Which frightened me, you know, just the way they cooked it. The texture of it was just terrible. It was um, um, and it took me a while to get used to the vegetables. But I remember the first. Do you remember the first vegetable you ever had, babe? Carrots. Oh. And I love. It. I love carrots. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have some after we finish this. After we wrap this up. Um, but um, and especially with ranch. Now I didn't. I didn't actually get into ranch until about ten years ago. <coughs> <coughs> oh, pardon me, folks. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, carrots is the first vegetable I tried, and then I, after that, um, celery. Celery's pretty good. For some reason, it's popular with peanut butter. Do you like celery and peanut butter? Yes. Okay, and, 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 I, and I like it once in a while, too. Um, and then, um, yeah, what was the next vegetable? I had corn, which I love to this day. I love corn on the cob. Um... I like corn on the cob. I like uh, peas. Right. Yeah. Um, cucumbers, which took me a while, but I really like them now. The weird thing is, like, I love ketchup, but it took me years to appreciate tomatoes. Like, it wasn't until about maybe uh, 10 or maybe 12 years ago that I really got into having, like, tomatoes. My mother had to really sell to me, like, they're, they're in the stuff you love, like ketchup. Yeah, my mother, My mother's always that way with new foods. If I was skeptical of it, she would just... Put some ketchup on it. Well, yeah, she later convinced me, like, if it's a new food, put ketchup on it. And and Jennifer will attest that, um... This one, the first time Jennifer... Oh, I,
1: got you got to get Heinz 57. Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, uh, Jennifer and her, fa- and her father gave me um, Heinz 57, which... Richard, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. We're going to get you on a future episode. I want you to read one of your poems to our friends. Yes. And you and I will talk about, um classic game shows or classic movies. Whatever you want to talk about, man. (laughs) We'll uh, we'll figure that out. We'll make sure you're here, too. Make sure everything goes well with him, because we think you guys will like him a lot. Um, (laughs) But, at any event, um, yeah, so, um, I actually, I didn't eat for until, like, this year. This year has been a really triumph for trying new foods. Actually, the last couple of years have been. Because... Last year, I had never had a burger until last year. A burger. Like a hamburger. I never had a hamburger until last year. I until I was 31 years old, yeah. Wow. Guess who got me to try one? Oh, uh, Tillman. Oh, okay. My friend Tillman he used to work me. He took me to a McDonald's on a Saturday and we went to go get one together. We took his car. He drove. And um, we got one. And it actually, can I say this? I'm not going to. It's actually pretty good. I think it's the way it's cooked. Would you agree? I think so too. Like the when I had the burger with you on St. Patrick's Day at the Rod Stewart tribute concert. Yeah. That was only the second time I'd had a burger. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was pretty good. So was the gin and tonic, by the way. <laughs> we like our cocktails, don't we? We don't drink our
1: cocktails. We just keep we talking, talking
0: about them. No, I, I like them once in a while. You know.
1: Like, a we love heat it.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Once in a blue moon, <laughs> they taste good. You have to admit, but um, it's um, yeah, I agree. Once, once in a, once in a blue moon, once in a, every once in a while. You know. But so as a little kid, I remember just being scared to try new foods, and I would always have the same thing. Um, and it took just you know encouragement from my parents, mostly my parents more so than my teachers, um, to try new foods, um, uh, they got me to try baked beans, which I still really love to this day, they got me to try tomato soup, um, cornbread stuffing, which I still really like, I remember I had cornbread stuffing, um, at a Cracker Barrel one time with my, my dad, my dad was still alive at the time, I think this was when I was, uh, 21, it was my 21st birthday, and I remember I'm having... Uh, cornbread stuffing with my parents at a Cracker Barrel, and I remember, um, I'm ordering it, and I'm loving it, and my father's like, when did you start eating cornbread? I'm like, oh, um, my mom Betty got me to try it. Oh, did she really? Yeah, you know, so, uh, my, my grandmother, Betty also got me to try beets, which I, I like sometimes. So, um, actually trying veggies was easy. Trying veggies was easy for me. Um, trying meat was hard and in fact it's because of that from age 20 to about 24 I was a vegetarian um so I ate no meat from age 20 24 and then I realized at 24 I missed hot dogs and I missed bacon and that was enough and chicken nuggets from Wendy's and that was enough to go back and eat meat again now because I love steak and because I like shrimp once in a while uh I'm getting back into it um so I guess what helped me become less of a picky eater is just a lot of encouragement from Jennifer and encouragement from her parents and you know I, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for their patience. I'm so grateful for the patience of all of you know the people that were around me that know, hey, you know, I'll try a new food but don't force it down my throat don't force me to eat it let me try it in a little bit and also as jennifer and i just uh, attested to um sometimes if you if you throw ketchup on something it makes the dish a lot better now i wouldn't recommend this with everything like we had sushi yesterday oh, no, sorry, right two days ago two days ago we had sushi two days ago we had sushi and i must tell you i would never put ketchup on that as much as I like sushi, I would never put ketchup on it. That's really good. Um, now, Japanese steak, yes, I would put ketchup on that. Um, but, um, you know, for Jennifer's birthday, you know, last... Um, hard to believe this, you know. On October 19th, we had... Um, after we had some French champagne and had some... Um, uh, a glass of wine, um, we had... a. Um, we had beef tenderloin and we had duck now I realize what ketchup is to french fries and hamburgers and hot dogs teriyaki sauce is for uh duck and for beef tenderloin and we absolutely enjoyed every minute of that of that dish and and Jennifer's father did too and Jennifer's mother did too um it was just great and I think it's easier to try new foods when you're around people that you care about, and that won't force it down your throat, and won't judge you if you're not a big fan of it, but my my fiance and my in-laws have encouraged me so so enthusiastically to try new foods, and I can't wait to try something else new. I'm not sure what new food we're gonna try next, but uh, we'll uh, we'll find out in time. We really will. Um, and. Um, I'm just, I'm so grateful for their, their love and support, and especially in this crazy, crazy year that we're living in, um, that I think you gotta have your friends and your family when you're getting, th- you're going through, um, challenging times, and good food helps too, and so does a good glass of wine, and, or a mojito, <laughs> whichever it is, um, I think another thing that helps too is really, really good music, really, really good music can help you, um, get through any any transition as we've talked about a lot on this episode and i want to close by uh giving um kudos to a wonderful wonderful cable channel that i referenced earlier in the episode it's called mtv classic now if you're like me and if you're like jennifer you probably remember a period where mtv would play music videos and you would always get excited when you're getting ready to go to school in the morning or you'd come home after school and the music videos would be on. But that's no longer the case with the main channel MTV, to which I say MTV, what the hell? What the hell, MTV? So, um, about, I want to say three or four years ago, I um, discovered um, one night when I came home from work, I was still working at Fox 4 at the time. I, um, hi Chestnut, how are you? That's our dog. Um, I discovered a cable channel called MTV Classic. And they would play music videos 24-7. But what was great about them is they would have different blocks for channels. So that, you know, the block would represent what music videos you saw. And they had one for UMTV Raps and they had one for, um, the Rock videos. Um, But what I really liked the most was, um, House of Pop and I Want My 80s and 90s Nation too. I think those three channels are really good. Um, and I've been watching it a lot lately and sometimes, um, on my dinner break and sometimes, you know, after I fill out my time card and, you know, check in with a couple colleagues, um... I'll, I'll turn to that channel, which I found on a, um, there's an app called Philo, it's a cable app, my friend Drake, uh, from Delaware just got it, and they're basically for people that don't want to deal with the court anymore, you know, the people that, you know, watch, like, you know, many of my generation are watching, you know, they watch TV on their phone and on their, uh, on their iPad, um, they don't want to deal with the hassle of paying lots of money for cable and, Sometimes the cable is a drag But I found a lot of channels on film That I really liked Including the Game Show Network And um, Access TV But I also found it, I also found MTV Classic Which I really missed um, Since uh, June of 2000 um, June of last year actually When I didn't have cable So I wasn't able to see MTV Classic I wasn't able to see the music videos Once I got it on Philo, this app, which is really great, I highly recommend it, um, I started seeing these blocks that I mentioned, House of Pop, 90's Nation, I Want My 80's, and the last few days I've been watching it, and it was like one music video after the other, it was just phenomenal, 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 it made me smile, it made me sing along, and the videos that stood out for me the most were, um, Every Breath You Take by The Police, uh, Soak Up the Sun, Sheryl Crow. Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Uh, Poison. Um, Paradise City, Guns N' Roses. Um, Welcome to the Jungle, too. Welcome to the Jungle. Um, Dip to the Love, Robert Palmer. Um, they played um, Whitney Houston, which Jennifer really likes. Um, the Beach Boys, Kokomo, which I really like. From the wonderful Tom Cruise movie, uh, Cocktail. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that a great movie? Derek recommended that. Yeah, my friend Derek Beasley recommended that, and I remember because um, one night when I was working at Fox and we were following a giant a big football game, we and uh, my friends Patrick and um gaming so did a uh, the anchors they did a uh, Facebook live, and I was uh, I went in to say hi real quick, and we ended up having a dance party, and I remember uh, I said to Derek I said uh. What are we Tom Cruise and Cocktail now? And he goes, Oh, that's going way back. I'm like, Yeah, that's a good movie though. But <laughs> because Derek was a little nervous to dance, but it was, it was, it was. I enjoyed it. Let's put it that way. I enjoyed it. Um, so they played um, Kokomo, which is one of my all-time favorite Beach Boys songs. Um, oh, little-known fact: John Stamos is in the video. If you look closely. Oh, really? Yeah, he's been friends with them since the '80s. He's he's, 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 he's plays, he plays backup. Um, he plays drums for them and guitar. Nice. He actually and for people that remember Full House, he actually, um... The, the Beach Boys have actually guest-starred on Full House. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I remember because John would always call Mike Love, Dr. Love. Okay. And by the way, uh, Mike has earned that title. For what the Beach Boys have done for American Music. Oh my god, I mean, you know. Um... Uh, Surfing USA and California Girls and Wouldn't It Be Nice and, um... Forever, which uh, Jess, which uh, Je- which uh, John sang to uh, Lori Lachlan, um, when uh, Jesse and um, Rebecca got married, the wedding episode. Remember that if every word I said could make you laugh, I'd talk forever. I didn't know that song it was beautiful, and I certainly didn't know that it was a Beach Boys song. But it's a, it's a good tune, it really is. Um, yeah, just like one song after the other, after the other. After the other. Um, Catch a Wave, that's a good song. Um, little Deuce Coop, that's a good one. A little Deuce Coop, yeah, I know what I got. That's a good song. <laughs> I'm surprised. i would be true to your school. That's a good one. Um, but the other music videos they played, they played uh, Kiss by Prince. Jennifer really likes Prince. Um, <laughs> What's your favorite Prince song, baby? Uh, when, doves cry. when Doves Cry? That's a good one. I like Purple Rain. That's a good one. Yeah, um, they played they played a little bit of Vanessa Williams, but our our personal favorite was when they played "Save the Best for Last," which is just a fabulous song. It's just oh my god, it's just a beautiful love battle in every personal way. They played "Um, The Heart of Rock and Roll" by Huey Lewis in the news. They played "Um, Forever and For Always" by Shania Twain. They played "Uh, Time After Time" and "True Colors" by Cyndi Lauper. You Shook Me Up All Night by ACDC You Shook Me Up All Night Long I love that song, it's so catchy The first time I heard it was actually in the Howard Stern movie The movie of his life He got AC/DC to be in the video Or the, the movie, he got a- ACDC to be in the movie um, I'm not sure when exactly Howard met them But that's a question I'd like to ask So what exactly, how exactly did you meet AC/DC? <laughs> was it the movie or was it before? I assume it was before that though But, um, but the point is that I'm trying to make. It. Oh, they play Ricky Martin "Livin' La Vida Loca. Upside, inside out, living La Vida Loca. That video was just a, um, a beautiful and sexy um, um, dance, uh, dance, um, dance your heart out um, mini movie. Which music videos, when they're done right, are like mini movies. Like, Michael Jackson proved it, Madonna proved it, uh, Hugh Lewis proved it with his, with the news, um, Prince proved it, Taylor Swift has has also proved it, too, you know, the modern, the modern videos, um, but I have to say, that's the part of MTV I miss the most, and I'm one of those people, I'm a sucker for nostalgia, and Jennifer will confirm that, whether it's music, whether it's TV shows, you know, but... When I came across this MTV Classic, it was like one video after the other, and I was smiling, and I was singing along, and it was just, oh my God. It was a perfect, it's always a perfect escape for me after a long day at work, or if we're in the middle of a workday and we still got a few hours to go and I get some downtime, I'll catch it. It's just great, it really is. I remember one of our directors came up to us and saw my colleagues watching the Dabble channel, which is like a um, do-it-yourself do, uh, do network and she was saying to them, so you guys are watching the DIY Network? And I went, they are. I'm not. I'm watching it to be classic, Terry. <laughs> you know. Please. I... I've never understood the taste of uh, some of my colleagues that I work with or their personalities, but, you know, they're good to work with, and we're a good team, and we try to make it all work um, day in and day out because we understand our mission at the end of the day is just um, to give the news out to the people and... Um, and tell the truth and hopefully give some enlightenment. And that's what I try to do on this podcast. And, you know, good people like my friend Peter, Peter and um, my friend L'Oreal, who's a producer at Cheddar, have inspired me to try this podcast. And I'm so happy that I've done so. L'Oreal rules. L'Oreal yeah, rules. So yeah, she's a great friend she's a great friend and a very smart woman a great producer too I knew her when she was a producer at Fox right
1: very good
0: and uh she's doing a great job at Cheddar if you haven't ca- if you haven't if you're you haven't seen the Cheddar Network i highly recommend it um Go L'Oreal Go L'Oreal. The L'Oreal we're hoping to catch up with her very soon yes you know we'll make sure we get some CBD on standby uh <laughs> yeah and um we'll see how else um, she wants to celebrate whenever we see her but um that's the core of this podcast is to make you um, is to give you some enlightenment, hopefully give you some laughs, hopefully some perspective on life, and hopefully to help you realize, you know what, you're not alone. Right. You're not alone in the world. And don't let thing don't let life keep you down, and don't let limitations keep you down. I'm learning that every single day. And you know, Jennifer's teaching me that and you know, her parents are teaching me that. I, I thank God for those people every day. And I also thank God for this audience and for all of you listening. You guys rock. We love you. And we wish you guys all the best. And we hope you guys stay safe and stay healthy during these challenging times. And make sure you vote, vote, vote. Take care of each other and be safe. And be safe, yes. And also, do something good for somebody else. And after you vote... Um, Make sure you have uh, something good to eat, like sushi, <laughs> or a good piece of steak. Yes, or a pizza. Or a pizza, yeah, pepperoni pizza. Yes. And, uh, you know, um, have that mojito, have that glass of red wine, and celebrate life. That's what it's here for. We love you. We will see you guys next time on the Ask Me Files. Later. Yeah. Yeah.